$50 today, if anyone thinks it's nothing, send it my way. But $50, he gives her money. He said, this will help get you started. And I'm, pre- I'm, I'm praying for you. And then he starts to walk away, and he stops, and he says, oh, and by the way, I'm a butcher, and if you ever need meat, I've got you, I've got you handled. Pick your life verses carefully. <laughs> One last story, and then, and then we're going to keep trucking. I have a pastor friend. He talks about a guy in his church named Jimmy. And Jimmy was a new Christian. He and his wife just started coming to church. They just gave their life to God, and he had a sermon on money. And so they're driving home, and you know the conversation that you have. What would you think of the service today? Which, don't do that. Don't, don't judge the service. Come on, y'all. But that's what we all do. What do you think of the service? They all oh, like the music. You know, what do you think? And she says, I feel like we need to start tithing. And this is what Jimmy said. Are you out of your mind? This was years ago. And he said, you know that we float checks every month. We write a check knowing that by the time it gets cleared by the bank, the money for our pay will be there. We don't have money to tithe. And she said, okay, well, if we don't tithe, can we start just giving systematically and maybe work our way? He's like, you don't understand. We're in the negative. But you're going to do what you're going to do. Don't you, that's how it goes, isn't it? Because honey's always right, isn't she? You're going to do what you're going to do, so just, I trust you, make it happen. So Jimmy and his wife were making about $600 a week. So 10% tithe would be $60. She decided, I'm going to start giving $40. We're just going to dip our toe in the water and see what happens. About two months went by and Jimmy's like, so when are you going to start giving to the church so that I can brace for it? She says, oh, I've been giving. Wait, you've been giving to the church every week. I've been giving. In fact, I think we need to up it to a full tithe because God's providing for us. He's like, wait a minute. I haven't floated a check in weeks. You're telling me that you've been giving to the church and somehow we have more than we had even though we don't have any more than we had? That's what I'm telling you. I don't know why. God is providing. Well, I think bumping it up 20 more dollars is crazy, but you're going to do what you're going to do and you're the wife, so I'm going to trust you. Take care of it. And Jimmy told my friend, here's the issue. He said, the problem that I had with tithing was I believed God knew my name, but I didn't think he knew where I lived. I know God loves everyone, but I don't know that God is familiar with my particular situation and my financial setting and my job and my relationships. I knew God loved me, but I didn't think he knew where I lived. Can I tell you something today? He knows where you live. He knows what you're going through. He knows what you're dealing with. He knows better than you do what you have in your account. He knows better than you do that promotion that is or isn't coming around the corner. 
God knows better, better than you do what his dream is for your life in six months or a year. Which is why we urge you, love God. And when you love God the way you should love God, the things you do and the place you work and the salary you make, all of those things, the things of the world, they grow strangely dim, don't they? To steal a phrase from a great hymn. So here's what I'm encouraging you to do. I don't know your situation. I get a report saying this percentage of people give regularly. I don't get names. I don't get amounts. So I know that there are some of us that don't give anything. Hear me. This is not about the church getting more of your money. This is about you stepping out in faith. Will I trust God with the things that are most important to me? And let's be honest. It's hard not to feel like money makes the world go round. It's hard to forget that we are on our axis because he wills it. So some of you don't give at all. Can I challenge you to take that next step? Can I challenge you to say, maybe you need to talk with your significant other. What would it look like if we were to step out in faith? Some of you are going to be, I'm all in, and you jump in the deep end no matter how cold it is. Others of you, I get it. It's like, let's feel the water, let's go up to our knees, and we'll wade in. But I want to challenge you. Take an incremental step. If you're not a giver, consider giving. If you want to know where your money is going, well, we've got a church meeting, and you'll hear about some of the places that your giving has gone to. Some of it, to be honest, is for salaries and electricity and water bills and insurance. A lot of it is about helping countries that are in war, helping people dealing with domestic violence, helping with natural disasters in Tennessee, and in Louisiana, and in Haiti. A lot of it is supporting almost a thousand missionaries around the world. And just in case you think, well, that's easy for you to say, you want our money and then you do whatever you want. Full disclosure, every dollar that comes in, 12.5% immediately goes out to missions around the world and to giving to our Nazarene University so that we can train the next teachers and preachers. So I'm simply asking you to pray about joining what your church is already doing as a whole. Maybe you give, but you don't give regularly. Maybe that's your next step. Maybe you give somewhat regularly, but it's, I drop a 10 in the offering twice a month. We are thankful for your giving. But maybe you'd say, I'm going to systematically start pushing the boundaries. Not that I'm testing God, it's that I'm trusting God. I want to see that God is faithful. 
what if one of the biggest contributions we could give to this community is to be a community of people that are visual examples that God will provide all of our needs according to his riches in heaven. And that we don't have to run the race like they run it. We don't have to play the game. We can love God. We can serve others. We can build the kingdom of heaven here on earth and trust God to provide for our needs. Maybe you're a tither. Awesome. Thank you. Maybe you say, okay, I've been tithing and God has always provided. I want to start giving above and beyond and giving a little more to good neighbor or giving a little more to missions or giving a little more to the teens that are going to, in, uh, to Nazarene Youth Conference in a couple of months. Or maybe I want to give my tithes to the church, but then my offering is going to go to Halifax Urban Ministry or the Daytona Collaborative. Or I, I, just want to, I just want to show God and trust God and say, this is all yours. You're providing everything we need. I don't need all the extra gadgets. I'm going to trust you to provide for the needs of others through my giving. That's what George Mueller did. They estimate that if you were to have an equivalency, George Mueller would have raised over $90 million for orphans. And he died poor because he gave it all away. He did what Jesus did. He did what Paul did. He did what all the disciples did. He said, I'm going to trust the next generation and I'm going to pour my life out in this generation. I hate these sermons. I don't like talking about money. I don't like talking about money with Jen. But it's important because I want us to love God with our hearts. Not half of our hearts. Not a portion of our hearts. I want us to love God with all of our hearts. I want us to be the first responders of grace. When there's a need, we're the first ones running in saying we can help. We can help by showing up we can help by praying. We can help by giving. What if we became the first responders of the city? You got a need? Ask that church. They love helping people with needs. Wouldn't it be nice if we... I love that we're known as, as the church that did the pumpkin patch. Wouldn't it be nice if we were known for something a little more substantial than fruits and vegetables? What if we became the church that, oh yeah, all churches give to things, but that church, that church gives crazy amounts of love and energy and service and money and time and support because they trust that it's all of God's and they're just the vessel. It's my prayer that that's us today. Let's pray. Jesus, you talk about money an awful lot. A lot more than I'm comfortable talking about it. 
But I'm assuming it's because you know a lot more than I know. And you know how easily tempted we are to try to do things on our own. But if I just work three or four more hours, I can make this much more money, which will get me this much closer to my next goal, which will get me this much closer to that promotion, which will get me this much closer to that side office, which will get me this much closer to that nice car and the supermodel, which will get me this much. And God, it's just such a slippery slope. When the truth is, you've called us to give our lives away. And for better or worse, who we are and what we have is part of our lives. I pray that you will help us to give all of our lives away. I pray that we will learn how to step into the rhythm of your grace, which is always to give and to serve the need that was in front of you. Jesus, may we become people that mirror your love. That's what I pray. I pray it in your name. And it's going to take your spirit to make it happen because we are prone to wander. So keep us steadfast in our resolve to love you and to use money. We pray this in your name. Amen. So we come to the table. You want to talk about giving everything. We come to the table of grace that reminds us that Christ paid the ultimate sacrifice. If you're visiting with us, um, we take communion every week. We do it to remind us of the sacrifice that Christ gave. We do it to remind us that we need that constant intake of the life of Christ if we are going to go out in the world and be Jesus to them. And so I'm going to, uh, on the spur of the moment, ask Drew, Lisa, would you mind helping me? Give me a second to do the liturgy or come on up and then. In the Church of the Nazarene, we have an open table. And what that means is you don't have to be a member of the Church of the Nazarene to join us in this part of worship. It means that if you are a follower of Jesus or you are seeking to become a follower of Jesus we believe that this act could be your first step in that direction we talk about it often but I frequently am reminded when we do this the feet of Judas were washed Judas was served before he left to betray Jesus. We do not police this table because it's not ours. I wouldn't come to your house on Thanksgiving and tell people what they can and can't eat. It ain't my table. Likewise, this is the table of our Lord who gave everything for us. And so we offer it to all who are seeking to know him. So let's pray, and then um, we practice coming to the table so it's kind of like a come on up and dish up kind of thing. Um, so I'm going to invite you to make your way to this aisle and receive the elements, and then you go that way back to your seats. For y'all, you're going to have to be creative, um, but come on over however you can. On the night that our Lord was to be betrayed,
He was in the upper room with his disciples. They were sharing a meal. It was the Passover. They were remembering when God had liberated them physically from Egypt. And Jesus was reminding them, you are about to have a spiritual liberation like none other. And he lifted up the bread and he said, this bread represents my body which will be broken for you. And he invited them, take, eat, and be thankful. And then he lifted up the cup. And he held it up. He sang a psalm. And then he said, this cup represents my blood, which will be shed for you for the forgiveness of your sins. Take, drink, all of it. And every time you do, be thankful. God, these elements are yours and they're just bread and juice and yet somehow we believe that you are present in this moment. Your spirit is active in our lives and hearts and so God, I pray that as we come to the table, we will remember that you gave everything. We will take in the elements that physically nourish us. Bread and juice, a little bit of carbs and sugar nourish the body and yet we believe that in the same way you nourish our souls and we then have the strength to go out and be your hands and feet in the world. Will you bless these elements? Will you bless these people that receive them and will you use them for their ultimate purpose of bringing glory to your name in the world around us? We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. So I'm going to serve my helpers and then we're going to open up the table. And y'all are going to be invited. So give me just one second.
Oh, it's good to see you. Sorry we went, we went a little long. I figured you'd stick around since there's food. So, um, so let me give you some logistics, and then we are going to uh, have our benediction. So in a moment, I'm going to bless you, and we're going to sing our benediction. But um, before that, I want to tell you, um, if I can get some help, Moving some chairs, we'll pull out some tables, and then we will have our potluck, um, our annual meeting, and everyone is invited. If it's your first time, if you've been here for 50 years, food is for everyone, and you're welcome. The annual meeting is going to be talking about what we've been doing in the past year in the life of the church. So if you're visiting, you might say, I'm curious. This will give me a snapshot really fast of what's been going on. So... You're welcome to stay. Um, one other thing that you could really help me with when we finish, because I'll forget to say this later. Um, we're so thankful for Danny, and Danny is doing well. However, us moving 70 chairs around is a lot. So we're going to be stacking chairs and moving chairs. When we finish and we start to put away tables, if you could kind of help us just kind of unstack chairs, and, and Danny can help put them where they need to be, but that's a lot for him right now. So if you can help serve that way, that'd be great. Does that make sense? We good? Oh, I don't know if you heard that. Danny, watching online, you are loved. So will you stand with me and let's sing our benediction together. We sing hallelujah, let your kingdom come in our hearts, in our homes. Let your will be done as we go in your name. We shout and we proclaim, let your will be done in us. Go into this world loving God more than anything else and give your lives away. We'll see you.